Over the last decade, there's one thing that has characterised the big step forward and up in education more than anything else, and that is the advent of student voice, agency and advocacy in a world where the voice of every student seriously is in a way that it didn't beforehand. We as educators need to contemplate the way in which we will encourage that voice and then we will permit it to express its own agency and then to advocate for the other as the final expression of a moral imperative to do what is good and right in the world in series 12 of the Game Changers podcast. We have encountered 10 unique voices that have helped us to explore this ultimate challenge for us as educators, as game changers, how is it that we've been able to promote the voice, the agency, the advocacy of every student in our charge, every student who is, of course, according to the words of my dear Amico Adriano, home to a unique life. We're really excited to review the series that was. I'm excited. I can't wait. Let's go. Before we start our conversation with today's Game Changers guest, Phil, can you share with our audience a little insight into our Series 12 sponsor? Thanks, Adriano. Of course. We are proud to be partnered with the education team of the Museum of Australian Democracy at Old Parliament House in Canberra, Australia's capital city. Looking for civics and citizenship experiences and resources to empower voice and agency in your Australian classroom? The MOAD Learning Team have got you covered with on-site and online experiences for teachers and young people of all ages. Visit MOAD Learning at M-O-A-D-O-P-H dot gov dot A-U forward slash learning. That's M-O-A-D-O-P-H dot gov dot A-U forward slash learning. Bill, it's so wonderful to be with you again. How is the People's Democratic Republic of Fitzroy treating you today? Ah, look, it's just a perler of a time to be in the People's Democratic Republic with Chairman Dan re-elected to take control of the state of Danistan from now, well, just from now onwards, really, that's the way it works. Uh, every Everybody is rejoicing in the streets. It's summer. Uh, the shorts are on. The T-shirts are on. The bare, pasty legs of winter will soon be replaced with sleek summer tans. The cricket is on. Oh, it's, it's, what a time to be alive, Adriano. Clearly, clearly it's, a, it's an exciting time. Anyway, enough of this nonsense. For Series 12, we turned our attention to the notion of the transformation of permission. As we attempted, Phil, to unpack the provocation, are you ready to be a leader who transforms through the power of permission? In Series 12, as you just pointed out, Phil, we met 10 remarkable humans a head of student voice, a 2022 Young Australian of the Year finalist, a director at the Beyond Boundaries Institute at All Saints College in WA, a dynamic biomedical engineer, inventor, and TV broadcaster, a senior director at the Qualia Institute of School Voice and Aspirations, a UNESCO youth representative, an inventive Swedish educator, the head of school innovation and partnerships at the Ontario Virtual School, a young change fa- agent. And, and our favourite Dwayne. And our favourite Dwayne, absolutely. A young change agent and, of course, the incomparable global educator and founder of the Learner First organisation. Each one of these remarkable educators and practitioners and industry leaders 
challenged our binary thinking and inspired us, Phil, on a journey to design something better, the better normal. Game changers who planted the seeds for each of us to grow in our understanding of the profoundness of permission in transforming our schools as dynamic learning ecosystems that educate for voice, agency, and advocacy. Each Series 12 Game Changers guest shared with us their knowledge, their skills, their dispositions, and their habits that support all learners to thrive today and tomorrow. Who do we chat with in Episode 1, Phil? Well, I'm glad you asked there, Amico. We chatted with the fantastic Hayley Duro, who's a leading teacher and head of student voice at Mount Waverley Secondary College and an advocate for the study of teaching and educational leadership throughout the state of Victoria. A a shining light of the way in which you can bridge the gap between theory and practice. You know, so many folk get caught in one or the other, don't they? So many Mm -hmm. sit there and ponder lots and lots of different theories about this and that and the other, and other people sit there and go, no, just tell me something I can use in my classroom or in my school tomorrow, which is, of course, a terrible response because everything that we should do should be practice that is informed by purpose that comes from a deep reflection on people and place and planet. And I think Haley provided a, a, a really good integrated synthesized model of a leading practitioner who embodies how to lead today's learning for tomorrow's world. What was really interesting, I thought about Haley was the response of so many of our listeners, Adriano, who found her just a breath of fresh air and somebody who was speaking from the heart and from the chalk face. You know, our encounter with Hayley reminded reminded us of the essential concept of the transformation of permission is actually realised through this commitment of our schools to equip, empower and enable all learners, both students and educators, with the relationships, systems and operations and ecosystem that allows each to ultimately become the author of their own story. You know, this kind of story of authentic voice located in belonging and identity. Talking about belonging and identity, episode two. Our conversation with the dynamic 2022 Young Australian of the Year finalist, Jahin Tanvia, reminded us that our most important relationship we have is with ourselves. Our relationship with ourselves is the first step in our continual transformation through this notion of belonging and self-actualization. Then our relationship with place helps us to connect through exchange and work well with others. And finally, our relationship with others helps us to develop a shared narrative and show respect to our collective humanity in our quest to form a more equitable and just community. In so many ways, Amiko, Jahin's story reflects what we've learned from our global educational research program into into character and character development over the last 12 or 13 years in that it shows so clearly that you're grounded in values and relationships. These are the things that allow you then to develop the sense of connection that from which belonging emerges. And from that, you then learn to build the adaptive expertise and self-efficacy that equips you to grow in your competencies and to perform, to fulfil your potential. With these in place, with the belonging and the fulfilment of potential, comes a propensity to do good and right in the world. And if ever there was a, a young person who is doing good and right in the world right now, it's it's Jahin. And, and he does it by permissioning, as you said, 
the, the authentic story of the self. So helping you to understand that we have a, a responsibility to find our place and to earn that place. But at the same time, part of the way that we do that is by contributing who we are, who we are becoming, and what our unique capacity is to bring both values and value to the lives of others. Yeah, and you know, I love what you've just shared there too, Phil, because for us to do that really successfully is something that I feel Esther in episode three taught us. She reminded us that the hardest challenge in our schools is to remember that it is the act of listening that we can come to learn about the other, that we can in terms of expressing not just our own story and our own voice, but the voice of the other. That the signals that we give when we allow the time and show the care required to hear what others are actually saying in all facets of their lives, their joys and sorrows, their hardships, their frustrations, the small details of everyday life, and even that kind of major happenings that unfold, these are indeed potent uh, opportunities to actively listen and be open to the possibility of the other. It's about giving yourself the permission to listen, to understand, not simply to respond. That's what real personalised learning looks like. It's also deeply, deeply grounded in a very thorough understanding about how that personalised learning is going to work, what the exchanges are between the different people who are involved in the, the process and can I say bullshit here? A no bullshit approach to the way in which it will happen. And I, 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 Esther is just so refreshing in that respect. She is a person at the top of her game in her field. And she tells it like it is. And she justifies what she does by reference to that which works. It's not about what's fashionable. It's not about what's fetish. It's not about what's going to get you clicks and, and and likes and and little love hearts on social media in terms of saying where the tide may be going at the moment because the tide goes out but then it comes back in again doesn't it at the same time what esther speaks to is enduring truths about how we create an education for every student and she's doing it in a way that is attracting a very, very positive response and an almost instinctive response from, um, uh, throughout the profession as people look at what she's doing and what the team are doing over at the studio school and go, oh, of course, that just makes sense. Yeah, and, you know, you know, to complement what you're saying, when we go to episode four with, with Dr Jordan Nguyen, you know, he illustrated that purposeful learning because I think that's what you're really talking about here, Phil, Purposeful learning, learning that is filled with meaningfulness of one's individual journey is always framed by the questions we actually ask that give us the context and bring value to the context of what we learn. It's through this process of inquiry that we, we can create both the values that guide us and the exchange of value with each other that helps us to form a thriving community in our schools and, of course, in society. And, and, and as educators, we need to be thinking about what we can do to help young people to find answers to their questions. We can't do the work for them. Their answers have meaning and relevance because they own them. And the final thing I'll say about Jordan is his compassion and kindness is yet another example of someone who deeply understands that love is a verb. Yeah, like he's 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 a bit of a rock star, isn't he? Uh, you know, I mean, not only does he look like he could have been a member of Rat Cat back back <laughs> in the in the in the late eighties, early nineties, 
there is a there is a, an incredible authenticity to the permission that he brings to those around themselves, uh, those around him to be themselves, mm-hmm. and a playfulness. He just really digs what he does, and he gets into it, and he's he's you know he's not frightened to tinker and to experiment. He's not you know things go wrong, and it's an opportunity to learn and, and to fix things up. He he models in many ways so many of the attributes of the continuous learner and unlearner and he inspires wherever he goes um he has that lovely jim collins blend of humility willpower and the capacity to bridge the apparently irreconcilable gap between the two that marks out true greatness in the leadership that he does it's all grounded in a deep sense of family and in conviction and he's just a heck of a nice guy really yeah ripper ripper human absolutely ripper human talking about ripper humans episode five with, with the wonderful Lisa Alande from, from the United States. You know, what I really loved about our conversation with Lisa is that she emphasised to us, of course, the value that voice and aspiration play as fundamental elements of successful learning and successful leadership and are at the heart of a healthy school culture. We learned that not only do we need our young people to become more purposeful in how they learn, live, lead and work, but that we ourselves need to be more purposeful about how we actually equip, empower, and enable them with the secret source of high-performance learning through intentionally educating for voice, agency, and advocacy. And she models the disposition of a researcher, which all of us need in education. You know, if we if we if we walk into any situation going, I know the answer, or I've got an answer, it's sitting on the shelf, I'm just going to bring it off and pop it down and there it is, then we don't honour the fact that each student is home to a unique life, Adriano. Instead, what we need to do is we need to take something and explore what parts of it are going to work and what parts of it aren't going to work and to continue to to, to improvise, to iterate, to, to nerdle away until eventually we get to something that's really meeting the needs of the, the diverse range of people in our learning spaces, and, and and Lisa offered a really nuanced um, picture of how that might apply at an individual level, at a classroom level, and at a school level. She she was very careful um, uh, to stay in the lanes of the research that she and her colleagues at the Qualia Institute for School Voice and Aspirations have established in their time. Not saying that what they're doing is the only answer, but saying that it is a set of answers that are supported by evidence that have a demonstrable track record of success that are worthy of consideration for individual and uh, individual practitioners and groups of practitioners as, as they approach the challenge of meeting the needs of today's learning for tomorrow's world. We then move to episode six with, with Marie Nguyen, a highly regarded UNESCO youth representative who highlighted to us the value of advocacy and leading with conviction. You know, Maria has a strong perspective of of equity, social justice, and has been an important voice for those on the margins, particularly young people in, in, in terms of girls and women. You know, students in our schools can do this through being given the permission to step into the psychological safe space of contributor and challenger. And at Game Changers, we believe this can result in advocacy for a better today and tomorrow for self, place and the other. 
This type of approach, Phil, you know, has the potential for students to develop an increased sense of responsibility beyond themselves toward a thriving community that is born from and through the expression of advocacy and a model of leadership that places value on trust, relationship and stewardship. Yeah, it's interesting. I've been, I've been reflecting a lot on our conversation with Maria since we recorded it a wee while ago. Uh, you know, there are a couple of commentators who I usually subscribe to a lot of their thinking who were trying to contrast recently the, the, the difference between uh, schooling that seeks to inform and educate, and they, of course they put it in a binary opposite, Adriano, to schooling that, that has a social purpose. I don't think, I don't think you can do that. I don't think you can remove the moral purpose from school. I don't think you can remove the context of the community and the world in which in which school is based. It may well be that young people don't have all of the answers, but my goodness, they have lots of questions. And you know, one of the characteristics of all young people is that they've got the capacity to dissect what it is they can see, that that living legacy that's being passed on to them. And to work out what is of value and what is of less value, of where things have worked and where things haven't worked. And and Maria points out to us uh, in in her ongoing body of work the way in which we need to be we need to be serious about the things that are taking place in our world and not cover things up. You know her her work in dealing with uh, women's menstrual health. It's a taboo topic in so many parts of the world, and yet. It's exactly the sort of thing that we need to be highlighting because if we don't get the everyday stuff right, mm. if we don't get the gritty and grimy stuff right, how are we ever going to shoot for the stars? Talking about someone who has a capacity to shoot for the stars is our episode seven guest, Yvette Larson. You know, this this fascinating and far-reaching conversation with this innovative Swedish educator was the perfect example of what it means to be a global and responsible citizen a polygot who is forever curious, Yvette demonstrated to us the value of never standing still and the profound importance of being open to self-placing the other. She amplified to all of us why we need to give ourselves permission to be open to the other and our collective agency to create simply what's possible. Yeah, two things I really like about, well, there's lots of things I like about Yvette. She's a, she's a good friend to game changers and a terrific colleague in part of that sort of global discourse. Uh, in which we're engaged in thinking about what it means to educate now and into the future. Two things I really like about Yvette. The first is that she's not frightened to reflect upon the challenges, the complexity of those different layers of our citizenship, of, of the local, the regional, the national, the global, and to think about how to bring those together despite the apparent incongruities of them. So I really like that sort of that 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 very considered and reflective approach she's got. I really like her warmth as well too. The way in which she's able to weave a narrative of the personal story through everything she does, just like our favorite Dwayne, Dwayne Matthews, the head of school and innovation and partnerships at the Ontario Virtual School in Canada. If if ever there was somebody who can show us how to fractalise the pathway to excellence, that natural and normal developmental process that leads us from the natural self-centredness of a child towards the selflessness of an adult 
who is fully engaged in community, it's Dwayne. And I, I really, I mean, he is, he is such, um, he's such a delicious thinker in everything that he does, isn't he? He just brings depth. He brings a considered view and he brings fresh ideas, all of which are grounded in, in his own experience and the experience of those around him and his family and his history and so on and so on. So, you know, this is not sort of pie in the sky sort of stuff. This is about saying, look to the future and recognise that it comes from your own past and that where you see things in place that simply are not working because they are no longer future ready and future fit, then be prepared to take that big step forward and up. Yeah, yeah. Look, Dwayne, Dwayne's a great friend to us here at Game Changers and and Dwayne is always generous with sharing deep insights into what's truly possible when we open up to embracing a human-centred, technology-enriched, people, place and planet conscious and intentionally purposeful learning ecosystem, this kind of new social contract of schooling and society that we speak about uh, continually and also features heavily throughout our book, Game Changers, Leading Today's Learning for Tomorrow's World, available, of course, Phil, through uh, Hawker Brownlow Publishing. That was a little plug for our listeners, and I just thought I'd just have a little kind of segue there because I'm now going to just share with you also my perspective about the special series, Phil, that you had with two uh, really remarkable individuals in Kai Lovell and Joanne McKechn. You know, your chats with with Kai and, and Jojo reminded me of the value of story and giving ourselves the opportunity to ultimately triumph in learning, in leading, in living, and of course, in working and in life in general. Two highly insightful individuals from two completely different contexts, but they simply get it. They get that this is all about permissioning, about saying yes to voice agency and advocacy to equip, empower and enable young people in our care to ultimately thrive and, of course, to do the same for the adults who support them. Now, as I listen to, to your series across, you know, six great episodes, Kai and Jojo may never find a complete or enduring answer to all of life's most challenging questions, but the experience along their individual journey may well equip them with the qualities of adaptive expertise and self-efficacy required, not only for them, but everyone around them to develop the character, the competency and wellness to thrive in this world. They are remarkable examples to all of us. Yeah, they're just awesome people, aren't they, really? I'm, just, mm. I'm humbled by the wisdom that both Kai and Jojo are able to bring to any conversation. Uh, and and you know, Kai does it in a very sort of, um, relaxed fashion. Uh, he's, a, he's, he's a person who's very comfortable in his own skin. Um, he looks at the journey that he's on. It's it's not a conventional journey, and yet it's the sort of journey that might become more conventional um, because people like Kai uh, are, are taking that pathway. And and in a similar sort of fashion, Jojo is a pioneer and a trailblazer, and her understanding of the connection between contribution. And the growth of the individual and the growth of the community as a as a result is really quite profound. Both of them bring clear purpose to their own learning and the learning of others and are able to explain very carefully what it means to put that into practice and to do so in a fashion 
that helps answer those key questions of who am I and where do I fit in and how can I best serve others and and whose am I? It's as you know, as, as ever, mate. Thank you for the privilege that you afford me to have these in depth conversations with people. I, I come away thinking a lot, uh, uh, reflecting a lot, and uh, having learned a lot from people of the quality of Kai Lovell and Shojo McKechn. So thank you to Haley, to Jaheen, to Esther, to Jordan, to, to Maria, to Lisa, to Yvette, Dwayne, Kai and Jojo for sharing your story and your purpose. And to all those who have listened or will start listening to Series 12, will now have a deeper understanding that the central element to game-changing leadership across the globe that actually transforms through the power of permission is the intentional promotion of voice, agency and advocacy of young people in, in the communities that we serve. And finally, and you've touched upon this already, Phil, we should never forget that each person in our learning community is home to a unique life. It is as simple and as complex as that, born from the construct of love, self, place, for planet and, of course, for the other. Phil, where can we listen to Game Changers? You can listen to Game Changers on Apple Podcasts, on SoundCloud, on Google Play, and on Spotify. If you like what you hear, tell your friends, let's go. Game Changers is a podcast for those who want to change the game of school. Produced by Oliver Cummins for Orbital Productions and powered by a school for tomorrow, Game Changers is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play and SoundCloud. Tell your friends and don't forget to subscribe. Let's go.